Welcome to the Calvary Family Ministry Podcast. Our goal is to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Our hope is to support, encourage, and equip both parents and families with practical words and stories from the Bible, but also people in our community as well. Our hope is also that through this podcast, you would feel more connected, not just to Calvary, but to the God of all creation. What are, what are some other challenges that you guys have faced that have kind of hindered your ability as parents uh, in being this, this primary spiritual leader in your home? I mean, first thing that comes to mind is just time, honestly. The busyness of of our lives and and making sure that we prioritize that like you were saying we we have to be at soccer at this time we have to be at piano at this time we have to do all these things that have a time period where you know pouring into our kids doesn't really have a set time so you really need to to find that somewhere in the space in between all of that you know dave i um that question really gets me because for me, I find that the biggest hindrance to guiding and leading my own kids spiritually is my own spiritual life. How I'm able to lead my kids depends so much on how I am, how my relationship is with God. And uh, if I'm not right with him, it's, it's not as easy to lead and to lead well and to guide. But even when I am, I'm teaching myself. I'm reminding myself because we as parents, we're just humans. We don't have it all together. And we may be called to be leaders to our children. We've been through some rocky times with our church situations and um, you know, just our, how we see God through the church and that can taint then our own spiritual lives so that i think is probably the biggest hindrance i would add time and selfishness they maybe they go hand in hand um but you know when you when you're so busy you come home and you know when you would normally pour into your kids before their bedtime when we're tired or we want to do something else like there's an eagles game on monday night football or something i just want to rush them into bed so i can go watch the game or rush them to bed so i can get the bed um but you have to like i think that's a, a challenge in itself shannon i'd like to hear uh your perspective on this as a mom of preschoolers what challenges you you face what you and mike ha have wrestled through in in trying to, to be uh, the primary spiritual leader in your home. Sure, yeah, it's interesting because like Janine had said, you know, if you're not feeling right spiritually, if you're not being fed, you don't have anything to offer your kids. And, and like Brian said, like at the end of the day, sometimes I'm just like, I just want you to stop asking questions because they're just, you know, at their age, they ask so many questions. And sometimes I'm just so surprised by these spiritual questions that come out of nowhere. And it's so amazing. And, you know, and then sometimes like, oh, well, mommy doesn't know. I'll find that out for you. Or we can talk about that later. Or so it's been challenging sometimes to 
to kind of go at their pace because, you know, preschoolers, they're just, they're all over the place and you want, you know, to sometimes get them to sit down and let's, come on, let's read our Bible or at bedtime, they're just so cranky and they need to get to bed and they don't want to say their prayers or, you know, um, so just kind of riding the waves with them and just kind of that give and take as a parent and trying to lead them spiritually, you know, for us, like we try to, before bed, read our Bibles and pray together and talk, but sometimes they are just not having it. So, and I, you know, we're trying to have that balance of, you know, teaching, you know, we want them to, this to become a part of their foundation and who they are. We don't want to force this on them. We want to give them this knowledge and lead them. But ultimately, even at this stage, it's, they need to make this choice. They need to, you know, go through it with us. And I sometimes I have to remember, like, I'm doing this alongside them. And, you know, we need to be partners. And it's hard sometimes to think about being a partner with your child. Because yes, we are called to be a leader to them, but we work together with them through this process. So answering that question for the millionth time, or <laughs> just getting them to just well, you know, just, just be quiet while mommy prays then, you know, there's that fine balance um, at this age. So it, that's definitely been a hindrance of just the developmentally um, where they're at and how it can be different from day to day. And I know, you know, different ages and stages, everybody has good days and bad days. So I know that that is not something that will magically change <laughs> when they're in elementary school, but just kind of riding along with them and yeah, that's, that's been a, a journey to learn how to, to do this with them. The, the other thing that I would like to add, um, just from my personal experience, I think one thing I personally struggle with is I, I got saved later in life. So I just don't have like a, an example to go on. Right. So I feel like I'm kind of, you know, navigating this for the first time on my own and I can't really look back on past experiences on, on what this is supposed to look like. Yeah. And I'll add to that and say we were Sunday attender. So we'd show up on Sunday and that's it. So we would occasionally talk about uh, our spiritual walk at home, but we didn't uh, live it out as much as we're trying to do now. So for both of us, we're kind of learning as we go. I think that's a great point, Brian, because what I hope, you know, parents, you, you and, and those care, caregivers out there that are listening to us right now, you know, I hope what you're hearing is we're not perfect, right? We, we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who has the answers, right? And so if we keep pointing our kids to the word and, and, and to the Lord, the answers will be there. Continue to walk those steps, take those steps, uh, no matter how small they are. And again, it could be something subtle. We talked about the drive to soccer practice or to, to you know, rehearsal or the, the drive to a friend's house where we can take a moment to talk about even how their day was or, or listen, and li listen to uh, a worship song together and sing that together or whatever it is. It's just that, that little moment. You know, we just don't know what God's going to do with those little moments that sometimes we're so, we, we want to see the big moments, right? We want to see the, the fireworks go off and life change happen. And oh my goodness, everything that comes out of my mouth sounds like, you know, an angel said it. And, you know, it's like perfect, but it, it, it isn't. But God can still use that, right? God can still work and move and his spirit is constantly moving. And to be honest with you, it may not be anything that we end up saying, 
that will help our kids be motivated to follow Christ long term. But we are laying that foundation for them. What are some actual tangible things that you guys are doing that you can share with our audience today? So I'll go first on this one. And, and I want to, I also want to backtrack a little bit on the stuff that gets in our way. Cause I think that, you know, one of the things that 2020 has done is it, it's kind of brought to front this idea of privilege, right? And the fact that we're all here and we're able to talk about, you know, our background, our faith, you know, we're, we're, you know, relatively learned individuals, but there's a lot of people that I know that are, that are Christians that don't feel that they have what it takes to truly lead, you know, and they have parents and they just feel, you know, their parents and they're lost. And it's like, well, how do I lead my kids spiritually? And the thing that a lot of parents need to hear is your faith. It doesn't need to look a certain way, right? We're talking about a relationship with God and in that relationship, like God is very personable. And I think when it comes to us forming our kids and, and spiritually leading them and being intentional, it, it's as simple as, you know, this is a beautiful day, right? And engaging your kids and, and pointing them to God and just taking all of the silly opportunities. C.S. Lewis in his book, Miracles, talked about the small everyday miracles, the things that we overlook because we're just so used to it in life. But, you know, you don't have to be a theologian to spiritually guide your kids. You, it's just pointing out to kids what you love right there are some sports fans that are all about it and they can tell you all the stats there are some that just love the game right they'll both talk and you can engage them on different levels some foodies like to make the food some of them just like to eat the food some can pick out oregano or cardamom or whatever the spices are and some of them are just like that's just really good and i think when it comes to our faith with god the same is true right? We're all going to have this different relationship. God is a being that has called us to love him and to engage with him. And, you know, it's just have the normal conversations, you know, normalize your faith. Don't let it be something that's weird, something that's only done around meals or at bedtime. Um, if you're going through a hard point in life, tell your kids, right? I'm struggling. You know, can you pray for me? Like, rock their world, right? Like, why is my mom or dad asking me to pray for them? Um, but like, this is their faith too. And we need to invite them in and let them know that like, there aren't 45 different steps that are required for you to have a relationship with God. Just call, come, that's it. Like, he's there, he's listening, he's ready and he's waiting. And I think it's a lot easier for a lot of kids that is for adults because we overanalyze all of this. I know myself, especially, I get lost in my head and it's all over. Thanks, Dan, for that. That was great. What other tangible ways are you seeing or ways to invest in your kids in a spiritual way? Yeah, so I think Brian and I, we do um, a mix of a few different things. I think, you know, we started doing some Bible plans um, with the kids as part of our like nighttime routine with them. And that's been good just to get them used to, you know, different verses and, and being in the word together. Um, you know, we use, we, we either use the, the kids Bible app or just the regular Bible app and find different plans to, to, to go through together. Um, we also have a, 
some books that we use. We use one called Indescri- Indescribable, is that right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do we do? So I think, um, I, I just think it's important for kids to see, I think like back to when I was growing up, it's kind of silly, but my mom had this like, this thing in our bathroom that I like had basically memorized because every time I was in there, I would read that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I just one day, picked out a couple of verses and wrote it kind of nice and, and paste, paste, you know, tape them to, to different areas of our house so that, you know, I, I think, you know, as they walk by, they may read it and, and retain. She has one in the pantry door when they go to look for their snack. So <laughs> that one really well. <laughs> Is that the one that says all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we also, we, we talk about um, when you're going out to the world, whether it's going to practice or games or going to school, we talk about um, letting God's light shine for others to see. Um, how can you do that? And like you guys were just touching on what little thing can you do to brighten someone's day, to encourage somebody, to help somebody out. And like, God can take those little things and make them big. So we like we don't need to look for the big things, like you were saying, Dave. Um, and and then ask them about it when they get home. Was there any like at the dinner table? We do happy, mad, sad. Um, and then we also add things like, did you brighten someone's day? Did you do a little thing today? And they might say, I helped someone get to their classroom because they couldn't find it. Like little things like that. So just to encourage that good behavior and that that um, that kind of attitude. I know for for us with our preschoolers, you know, we're trying to to integrate it into their daily life. You know, we do it. You know, we read a devotion over breakfast because we do that every day, and we do a Bible story before bed, and we pray. But we're also trying to help our kids to understand throughout the day. So um, pre-COVID, when my kids went to preschool, you know, before we dropped them off, we'd say, how are you going to show God's love today? You know, just kind of prompting them. And, you know, sometimes it'd be, I'm going to share or, or, and when I'd pick them up, he'd get my older son would get so excited. Oh, I did, you know, this, or because it's in their head, um, as well as just trying to show them, you know, other things about God besides like, the good stuff, you know, the grace, and the love and the kindness, you know, we talk about, we have a behavior chart because, you know, preschoolers. Um, and so throughout the day, there are two points in the day that we reset it and we go back to start because God every day gives us that grace and forgives us every morning. So before nap time, we reset it. So we wake up with a clean slate and we're back at start. Um, and we thank God for that, um, for his grace. And, you know, after, timeouts because again preschool um you know we talk about it and we say how can we help and we always make sure that we forgive each other and we say god forgave us you know how are you going to forgive your brother who probably threw a toy at your head or you know we try to integrate it um throughout their day just those concepts to to teach them in those those tangible ways besides, you know, the, the staple times, you know, the before bed and before meals and things like that. We want to make this 
relationship clear to them, um, that it's not just something you do at mealtimes, you know, this is, this is a part of how mommy and daddy live their life, and God has given us these gifts and this grace, and we want to share it with you, and we'd love for you to share it with others. So that's, that's a part um, of how we're trying to, to teach our kids, and sometimes they don't get it, but honestly, neither do I. So <laughs> it, it's just a process. We're learning together. That's right. And that's, and that's an okay place to be in, right? Learning together is an okay place to be in. It's not, you know, us having to, to tell our kids exactly what to do or how to do it. It's a lot of times showing them how to do it, living that type of life and, and setting the example for them. And again, time over time, right? Investing in that time, leveraging the time that you have and, and allowing them to see you do those things and see you mess up and, and Dan, I love, man, asking your kids to pray for you. I mean, that's amazing. I, I, can't, I can't even imagine, you know, the impact that would have in a child's heart, you know, uh, especially like a teenager's heart, right? Thinking of having, you know, a dad or a mom come to them and say, man, I really had a rough day today. Can you pray for me? I, I think that's just a, a great example of Christ and, you know, what uh, we would like to see our kids to be as they grow in, into adults and, eventually become parents themselves and how they, they train their kids. So that's really great. All right. Well, last question. This is it for all the marbles here. Any encouraging words to our parents at this point, just to, to encourage them, let them know that they can do it. You know, it's your time to kind of fire off and say, you guys, woohoo, we believe in you. I think we're all, we're all going through this together. Um, you can tell from the conversation here, we're not perfect. We don't have it all figured out, but we don't need to. We have the spirit and we have God's word and we can lean on that. Yeah, I think that's it. And also being open with your kids. I, I think that a huge disservice that we can do is to keep all of our own struggles completely away from the kids so that it looks like we've got it all together. But being open with our kids and saying, hey, I'm sorry that I said that, you know, I think that's okay. I think it's good to hear for kids to hear that parents acknowledge when they mess up and to set the example by saying, I'm sorry. And, um, and that we're all in this journey together. And I think for me, the biggest comfort that, that actually is a comfort for me is that though they are my kids, they are God's. They are their own people. And I think as moms, maybe parents, I don't know, I'm not a dad, but as moms, we, we tend to take a lot of responsibility over our children's actions. And we kind of find our identity in that, especially when they're young, I think. Almost like if they do something wrong, I'm a bad mom. And that's just not the case. They are their own people and primarily they are God's. God has them. God has them in his hands and we're going to screw up. But the kids, they're in God's hands. I, I know um, for me, something that I'm trying to work through um, and that I would encourage others to do is to forgive yourself. You know, we, like we keep saying, like, we're going to have those bad days. We're going to have those moments where our tone or our, you know, we were yelling or, you know, we're going to have those moments, right? 
and we need to forgive ourselves and show our kids, you know, we're not going to hold on to it for our kids sake, but also for our own, you know, it's okay. We're, we're working through this. It's a process. Um, and God forgives us. We need to forgive ourselves. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us here today. Uh, just a couple of last things here. A, a few resources that we use here at Calvary Kids and, and Calvary Students and, and our bridge ministry to help support our parents, theparentq.org and justaphase.com are two websites that have blog posts and they have podcasts as well that are um, age and grade specific for kids from you know preschool all the way up through high school uh, that you guys can go and listen to as parents and, and get some encouragement and get some help and support and, and uh, whatever it might be uh, that you might need uh, in those moments. And, and of course, the Bible itself. And, and one of the passages that we think of uh, and that we use here in Calvary Kids is Deuteronomy 6, 5, 6, and 7. And it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And that doesn't mean it's every moment of every day, every waking moment. But when those opportunities come up and when you feel the spirit moving and nudging you, take advantage of those opportunities and, and share God's love with your kids. And if you can do that consistently throughout their time when you are at home with them, that's the win, right? That's the win. And God will take care of the rest for that. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to get connected, there are a couple ways you can do that. There's a Facebook group, Calvary Families, which we'd love for you to join, or you can send us an email. Our email address is family at calvary-church.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, they got it bumping.